just hand it to me. The following podcast is a Sand Productions production. Welcome to the Autism Warriors podcast, episode 17, Sensory Products for Kids Who Need to Chew. Our website is autismwarriors.com. Our email is feedback at sayitproductions.com. Our Twitter is sayitprods. Our Facebook is facebook.com backslash autismwarriors and facebook.com backslash sayitproductions. Our voicemail is 813 813- Nine one five six three nine zero. We can also be found on iTunes. Don't forget to go to iTunes to rate and review our show. We're here live every Tuesday night at eight p.m. Eastern at sayproductions.com backslash live. We respect and uphold the rights of people to make choices concerning their family member with autism, whether it be vaccinations, therapies, or medications. My name's Erica Plord. I'm the mother to two children on the spectrum, Cassidy 9 and Garrett 7. I'd like to introduce my co-host, Pamela Mari. How are you doing over there, Pam? Bonsoir. <laughs> Yay. Good, <laughs> Good evening. I am Pam Mari. Or maybe I should say Muddy. I am Pam Muddy. Uh, I'm being a smarty pants. I am the mom to Joey, my son. He is 13 years of age, and he, too, is on the autism spectrum. So, yes, I'm here. <laughs> that's great. You made it through another day. Uh, I guess that's how you look at it. That's how you got to look at it. Yeah. You get one day at a time. Well, I just wanted to share a couple comments. Both Pam and I belong to the World Autism Community, and I post our episodes every week. And we received another comment from the creator of the World Autism Community um, regarding last week's um, show. He said, extremely great show. That's John LaSure. And he laughed out loud because we are both way too kind. (laughs) And I plan on coercing him to be a guest on our show once he gets through work with working on Zach Picto. For those out there that do not know what Zach is, it's an internet browser for children on the spectrum and can be found at ZachBrowser.com. They also have Kids CD, which can, also, which can be found at Kids, spelled with a Z, CD.com for children of all ages, including tweens and teens. Okay, I think... We might be able to uh, entice John with either food or sleep because I believe he gets neither. So we'll send you a box. We'll send you some a Twinkie girls. or some no dos or, or some dozies or something to put him to sleep because he probably gets neither. You know, because he's a workaholic. So yeah, he is. He's he's working on Zach Picto, and he said he doesn't have time right now, but in the future he will. He will be able to somehow. I'll, I'll twist his arm. But anyway, I found a couple resources, um, one of which is autismisnottheboss.com, and it's parenting tips for children on the spectrum. It is possible. Is it possible to live with autism without losing your mind, your life savings, or your spouse? Yes. 
It may be an uphill climb at times, but there are also some surprisingly easy spots. So for those parents who are determined to enjoy life with autism, go to autismisnottheboss.com. Now that I am definitely going to check out as soon as we're done tonight. Really, I want to see that blogs and just a, a lot of different stuff. Um, then there's all, then I, the other one I found was autismweb.com. It's a community of parents interested in autism, pervasive developmental disorder, and Asperger's syndrome. And you found a, a, a resource as well? Well, you remember last week we talked about the, uh, I was going to say hurricane, tornado scares we had here in Pennsylvania, and, and I believe you might have had a few in Connecticut, yeah. and how how do you communicate the the essence of danger or emergency to a child on the spectrum? So I just kind of quick threw in, I, I queried um, teaching emergency, teaching kids on the spectrum about emergencies, and this was what, the best one I found, although not specific in, in its generality, as far as all emergencies, it was specific to fire emergencies, but I figured, what the heck, you know, maybe we could take some of the, the pointers that they offered and apply that to any emergency situation. And that's under associatedcontent.com. If you follow the link that we're going to put in the show notes, it's teaching autistic kids about fire emergencies because it, yeah, it, you could it probably but, apply it to different yeah, emergencies. Yeah, to any emergency. Too. Because yeah. that was scary for me. How do I communicate to my son that this is not not something um, mommy's not kidding about? This this is serious. You know, we have to take this serious. So that's something I'm going to look into a lot a lot more so that I'm better prepared if we ever find ourselves in that situation again. So that was my contribution for the week. Definitely something to check out. Definitely something to check out. Well, our topic of the week is sensory products for kids who need to chew. And tonight we're very pleased to have with us one of the co-owners of the company. Is it PETA INM products? Yep. Pi- oh, PIDA. Okay, sorry. Um, we have Pierrette D'Entremont from Nova Scotia, Canada. The company produces a sensory tool line. Kid Companions, which offers kids with the sensory need to chew a safe and fashionable item with which to do so, as opposed to clothing themselves or other non-preferred items. Now, Pierrette, could you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your company? Um, yep. My name is Pierrette Dachamont, as you said. Um, and we started in 2007 with the idea of a pendant that... A child, which happened to be my child, who was four at the time, could chew discreetly uh, in public settings and at at school, specifically at school. Uh, and it, it kind of became a much larger project than we had first thought. Um, now, I'm going to skip a whole lot of steps there, but... Now we have six different colors and two different shapes. We're also working on um, one that we will call a super chew for really aggressive chewers. Mm-hmm. Because there are there are some. <laughs> I wish I knew about those back in 2007 because my son, um, he's broken of the habit now, but he used to chew his shirt all the time. Chew, 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 chew. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But, Go ahead. 
So does Chewry address additional sensory issues other than the need to chew, or do you think that it just addresses the need to chew? We have a lot of children that have ADHD that are using it as a fidget toy. Uh, there's a clip version as well that you can bring to school or, or um, clip to belt loops. And the heart version has a, a kind of a dip that, that you can rub on like a kind of similar to a worry stone. So they can oh. put it in their pocket and then travel around with it. Oh, cool. So what is unique about your product as compared to other similar products, design, materials used, or safety issues? What we try to do is um, address the what many of them look, look like. Sorry, I'm ticking a little bit tonight. Um, sorry. Uh, okay. <laughs> I told you that I would. Uh, <laughs> We no, I lost my train of thought. I asked, "What's unique about your product as compared to other similar products?" That's okay. At least she's laughing. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm not laughing. No, (laughs) I I was thinking the reason I put that there, um, Erica and Perrette, is when I read the description of the items. I know that the um, oh my gosh, the the material. Yeah. that the the jewelry is made out of is completely safe so we we kind of wanted you to talk about the the points that it is it's a safe item to put in the mouth that the children are not going to ingest any any uh, i don't know leachable materials yeah Sorry. that's it yeah. yeah 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 we we researched a lot of materials and we found that there was a thermoplastic elastomer that is essentially like rubber uh, or feels like rubber that is it's a medical grade plastic it's similar to what you would put in uh, or implant in human human beings like the patella for the kneecap surgeries and stuff so it does not leach at all for children that are chewing a lot um, and it also it it feels good to them it feels good on their teeth and if they do happen to ingest any of it we have an insert that we call the dot i guess um that's a harder plastic so if they do bite any of the rubber off of it it, there should not be a lot of the material that comes off and really what is going to happen since they are old they do have teeth and and little chunks of it can come off here and there but that will prevent any of the parts being big enough to 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 be choking hazards so then they just pass it through and it should be okay something i wanted to mention eric and i was glad because i was going to ask the question and i was hoping that these ladies had anticipated my my thinking i think this way about everything that goes around the neck um the safety safety release because my first thing about children wearing something around the neck is that they're going to get it caught on the monkey bars or the swings and they're going to choke them they're going to hang themselves yeah so Pirette, you can please tell us the um the safety feature as far as the release it's like a necklace so you're wearing it around the neck but if it gets caught what happens um it what happens is that it it releases immediately it's called a breakaway class we tested that um, 
over, wow, thousands and thousands of times until we finally got it right so that it releases at um, ASTM standards and the, the Canadian standards as well. It should be safe for an infant even under 18 months old. If, if it does get caught, what it was what's going to happen is it's probably going to fly off the child's neck before getting wound up anyway. Um, it's also the length of the lanyard is if you know if you know about the regulations, you can't have them um, more than I think it's twenty four inches. So that kind of limits the length of the necklace that we can have. Otherwise, if if the lanyard is too long, then there's the potential that it will get caught on something. Um, and this way, it won't. Oh, interesting. Very cool. Now, see, you've already kind of answered this, but what designs or styles does the product come in? We know we it comes in the heart shape, but... Yep. We have a heart shape and uh, a round shape right now. The round shape is new. It seems to be popular for tweens and boys. Uh, the round was in black, blue, and white. And uh, that one also seems to be getting more and more popular with adults, especially the black one. Um, but it's really, really discreet. It doesn't look like a chewy. It doesn't look like a fidget toy. Um, you can kind of wear it like a like any old necklace yeah pretty much yeah at first we only had organic organic cotton that that was undyed but now we found an uh uh like a fiber reactive dye that basically bonds to the material and now we can have funky colors on our lanyards so they they match a little bit better you could do like um Camouflage, that would be cool. Yes, that would be cool. That would be very cool. Tie-dyed, really <laughs> cool. <laughs> you know, Erica, there's a point that Barrett brought up that I never even stupidly considered. Kind of goes into the next question about customer base, but how many adults utilize something like this? We we constantly think of kids, but do you have an adult customer base also? Yeah, we do. We seem to. Um, when I say the the black one, it's definitely most mostly the black one. But we have some customers that are um, it, some are seniors in, with with Alzheimer's that, that family members would 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 buy for them. But um, often it seems that there are young adults that are getting the necklace for um, I don't know what maybe transition periods or. Um, as a comfort, uh, we, we, yeah, we seem to see more and more. I don't know if it's because it's it's getting more popular or people know more about it, but um, yeah, definitely the older the older teens and young adults seem to be gravitating towards it. Yeah, yeah. So, how long does one product usually last? That completely depends on um, the individual. There, are, as I was saying, the aggressive chores. They 
those should last at least two weeks. Uh, most of the time it lasts around six weeks or a little bit more for um, for the, the fidget toys. They can last definitely up to, to a year, the ones that clip on. Uh, but it does depend on the person. And it also seems to depend on if the child has a tendency to find a very comfortable spot to focus on. So let's say they, they have their canines and, and they, they like the feel. If, if any of you are, are used to having sensory processing disorder or, or dealing with that, they, they like the feel of one thing and one spot. So they, they just kind of grind at that one spot and that breaks it down a lot quicker. Hopefully this, a new super chew version might might help that but um it's definitely individual i would say wow it definitely it would be an individuality thing depending upon how aggressive the chewer is and that's what it sounds like to me hopefully an average would be about four to six weeks cool so where can people learn more about your products or ask questions in order um, our website is www.kidcompanions.com and we have a section there that uh, you can find out more information about. You can also email us or contact us on our form there. Um, we have a blog as well with various other um, special needs information on it. Um, Oh, we also have a Facebook page that you can find us on. That's uh, the Kid Companion. Oh, cool. Yeah, we're on Twitter, too. Awesome. So a lot of times, actually, people seem to, to contact us through our Facebook page or, or tweet us to ask questions. I think we get more questions on Facebook than pretty much any other place right at the moment. Cool. Well, those are the questions we had for you. Pam, do you have any more questions for her? Um, I wondered if Perrette could give us just a brief background on what led her to create this. I mean, uh, I know her children have maybe sensory issues or, I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's an item that the average person just doesn't tend to say, oh, I think I'm going to make a chewy thing, <laughs> you know, because it seems like the thing to do. So I guess I'm, I'm wanting her to without divulging her whole family life, you know, uh, tell us what, what brought she and Lorna is your mom, right? Correct. Yeah. Uh, what she, what brought, uh, Pirette and her mom to, to come up with this and to kind of put their whole heart and soul into it. There has to be some, uh, personal experience with children that need to do this so that they, they really wanted to do such a great job. Can you tell us about that a little? Um, my background is in human kinetics, <clears throat> excuse me, and I worked a lot for part of my program was, was with motor development, um, and I'm also, when I moved back uh, from university to Nova Scotia, I, I did jewelry design, and when I had my first daughter, or my second daughter, actually, uh, I was breastfeeding her, and I had... <laughs> A, another daughter that had sensory issues. So I 
thought it would be a good idea for my breastfeeding daughter to have something that she could hold on to and focus on me instead of kind of looking around everywhere and pulling out and <laughs> just, you know, showing stuff. Um, so I, I made this little pendant and it's my four-year-old that really, really took to it and she would chew on it. So I, um, at the time it was made out of polymer clay and she would chew on it and then that one would kind of get demolished and I'd make another one and that's how the idea began. Um, then we realized that there could be some leaching issues and we started looking and researching how would we go about making this and then it took like everything and three, four years later, here we are. But wow, it took a lot of research. That's great. And how far, where do you see your, I mean, where is your your customer base around the world? Can you say that you ship worldwide? Uh, yeah, we sh- yeah, definitely. We, we are from Canada, but our, our uh, largest customer base is in the U.S. Next, uh, it would be uh, Australia or the U.K. and then Canada right now. Awesome. Awesome. I'm looking at your website right now and kind of getting lost in it. (laughs) Well, Pierrette, we appreciate you coming on the show tonight. Thank you. Sorry. We really, we really do appreciate it. And we'd like you to have a nice night. Thank you very much. Okay. You take care now. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Really interesting. Very interesting. To see what two ladies can do, you know, when they're determined to do it. Exactly. Exactly. But anyway, I found a couple random news stories. One which came from the Autism News. What's the matter? Um, Which came from the Autism News. I'm sorry, I thought I was muted. <laughs> I thought I was muted here. That's okay. That's okay. It happens. But it says autism rate among Latinos increases, but experts say that's good news. Experts say an improved ability to diagnose autism among Latinos has narrowed the gap of autism between w- autism rates between Hispanic and white children. The gap in the rate of autism between white and Hispanic children is narrowing, according to a study. The prevalence of autism among white children in the U.S. is 1 in 100, according to the Centers for Disease Control. But among Hispanics, it's 1 in 170. In the study, researchers examined nearly 400,000 birth records and data from early intervention programs taken from 2001 to 2005 in Massachusetts. According to the data from 2001, white children had the highest rate of autism, 90% higher than Hispanic children. By 2005, there was virtually no difference. Experts say it's because of the improved ability to diagnose the disorder. This is good news that we are identifying Hispanic children with autism early, said Jose Cordero, the vice chairman of the board of directors of the Autism Society. I think that's a great thing. Um, There is more um, to that story if you'd like to check it out in the show notes. Um, Then the other news story I uh, found said New Jersey Live Theater to offer special performance for kids on the autism spectrum. 
And of course, I didn't pull up the original article. And then it goes and goes by ice, which is not good. So anyway, um, Paper Mill Playhouse decided to adapt their production of Stone Soup and other stories to children with autism. Together with Autism New Jersey and the Douglas Developmental Disability Center at Rutgers University, the live children's theater worked to make the play a seating area, the volume and the lighting appropriate for children with sensory issues. Pushcart players, the acting troupe, work to make the script and acting more literal because sometimes kids with autism have problems with body language and innuendo. The lights will be left on halfway and the volume in the theater decreased. Also, children will be allowed to leave their seats at any time with per- with parental supervision. The day before the special June 11th, 2011 matinee, the Playhouse is holding a Meet Your Seat event so that parents and children's children can become familiar with the theater. Paper Mill Playhouse and Pushcart Players say they are committed to perform several more sensory-friendly fun- plays. And that news article can be found in our show notes. That's Those really a super idea. That's super. super I mean, I wish every, every local theater would do that. Just even if they just did one performance a, a season for the kids because Joey loves to go to the school plays, you know, that they have at the high school. I think that would be great. I think it would be great too. Maybe it'll expand from New Jersey to like Connecticut, Pennsylvania, you know, nationwide. Kind of like what AMC theaters is doing. So how was your week? Well, (laughs) Joey's asking me to fix his Joey Bear's mom here. So I'm signing into YouTube for him. Uh, We've had a pretty interesting and rough week. Both, bear with me while I type this. If I mess it up, I'll be in big trouble. Um, Here, boo. Here you go. We had a pretty good... Joey, mommy's on the radio. I don't know why I call it the radio. Um... We had a fun day on Memorial Day playing with the garden hose, and uh, Kipper got a bath against his wishes. And probably, if if any of this carries over to the the version that is put on the the web, you'll hear Joey in the background making those noises. Now he does have vocalizations, but not with the repetitive consistency that we've been seeing over the past. Two or three days, it never stops. And you can tell that it's not. I mean, sometimes I wonder if the things he does are willful or non-willful. Well, take it from me. This is something he cannot stop. It just never stops. That, You know, the noises. Mm-hmm. So having only had one previous experience with this when his eyes were bothering him a few years ago, I should have known. I should have known two or three days ago when this started to well up that something was bugging him, okay? But I just didn't – I couldn't find it. Make a long story short. They're out there playing with the hose, and, and Daddy said he noticed a bug bite on his stomach. And then when I got him ready for school on Tuesday, I said, Joe, you got a bug bite. What kind of bug bit you? And he's like, I don't know, you know. Okay, so two days later, it's got this huge red circle around it to shape, I mean, the size of a peppermint patty candy bar. And I thought, what the heck is this? So as the week went on, the circle started to spread like a cloud. It started to become less circular and more 
spreading out on his stomach. So by the time our last day of school, Friday this week, what? where are we? When did We're we on lost? Tuesday. Uh, we have a family crisis going on too with other family members, so my brain is gone. So the last day of school was Monday. So when I sent him to school, I said to the girls, take him to the nurse, will you, and have the nurse look at that. Make a long story short, she's freaking out. She's calling her husband, who's a pediatrician. They're calling me back saying, get him to the doctor today because we think it's Lyme disease. So the point being, I never saw a tick on him because I know what ticks are. Trust me, I've had enough animals to know what a tick looks like. Yes, he was diagnosed with Lyme disease. Now we have to take antibiotics for 21 days, which is less than pleasurable here. But the point being, with our kids, they they can't always tell you, you know, something's stuck in my hair. Something, you know, might be stuck under my armpit, you know, or if they're hypersensitive, hyposensitive, what have you, they may not notice it. And if you're rushing in the morning to get them dressed and you just don't notice it, it's summertime, Take it from me, check them, extra check them, you know, because, like I say, we live in a tick-infested wooded area, but I did not see a bug on him. And the doctor said that the the site of the rash does not always have to be the site of the bite. So the bug, ah. the bug could have been in his hair, and I never saw it, you know. So just a little heads up try and, and be as as vigilant as you can because you know now we're now we have to deal with this I mean so anyway never and he doesn't home. like the medication no 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 and I have to do it three times a day and after we get off here I'm gonna have to start pushing to take the next dose and you know We'll get there, but it sure ain't easy. Trust so me. So the last day of school was yesterday? Last day of school was Monday for us. Really? And we have it, This is like bad timing, okay? We have 21 days to go until camp starts, and I have to do the medicine for what? 21 days. Uh, I'm going to get into numerology or something. I just can't. <laughs> I can't stand it. Um, so I'm saying, for, for my sake, please repost the Desperate for Respite website. Because <laughs> 21... You know, isn't there a card game twenty one or something? Is that blackjack? Yeah, um, that's blackjack. <laughs> yeah, I'll be I'll be desperate for for respite after my twenty one's up, and um, but he did. You know, we did a good job all year. Uh, they we live close to Hershey Park, so they had the Zoo America, which is the Hershey Park Zoo. They have a traveling you know road show, and they came to his class and they brought an owl, a bunny, and a snake. <laughs> oh boy! I don't you know. It's kind of like one eats the other, eats the other. I, I don't know, but <laughs> he, he liked that, you know. So he had a good time with that. So that was pretty much our our week. Um, like that isn't enough. <laughs> Just like ready for, you know. So the heads up is watch the ticks, both physical and insecticidal ticks, you know, <laughs> because one or the other, they both mean trouble or something's going on. And... um now I lost my train of thought. Yeah. When when the kids don't feel good, that's when the behaviors get really manifest really, themselves. Yeah. I mean it's Definitely. just unbelievable. So we're hoping that a little bit into the medicine he feels a little better and I mean, but today it was like, I have to go to the hospital. 
I have, what did he say the other day? I have to go to the toe doctor or something. <laughs> Sometimes it's just every, there's a doctor for every, the, every part of the body, in case you didn't know that. You know, <laughs> there's like a finger doctor and an ear doctor and a toenail doctor and, you know, the whole thing. But uh, so that's the beginning of, oh, we opened the pool today. You know, so that will be my next thing I have to watch. Who's around the pool and not wearing their swimmy vest and, you know. So how was yours? I think you probably had a good a well, good uh, special event go on this week. Yes, I did. Garrett's, well, I'll start with Garrett. Garrett's having some issues with transitions again. He's not using his coping skill, breathe you know, so we're getting the I hate you statements. Those are my favorite now. And he's moved on to I hate my life. I hate my family, etc. and so forth. I hate this. I hate that. I did that. Bang his head on. At least he's banging his head on the couch, not the wall. Though he's although on the other hand, he's doing very well in school. So I'm thinking that he holds it in all day. And then when he gets off the bus, he can't take it anymore. So he feels the most safe in this environment. So he's going to act that way. And I just say, I'm sorry you feel that way. (laughs) That's all I can say. You know, you can't, well, why do you hate things? You know, you can't really, he won't budge. Um, I think he's finally adjusted to second grade. Of course, it's the end of the school year. (laughs) That's why he's doing so well in school, because he finally adjusted. (laughs) But I Garrett did a great job at Cassidy's Award Banquet this past Wednesday. I was afraid he was going to have sensory overload, but he didn't. Um, this shows me that he is improving. Um, and Cassidy did so beautifully at the awards banquet, even though she was scared to speak in front of a large crowd. She did exemplary. She said to me, Mom, did you see me shaking? Because I was really nervous. <laughs> I was like, no, I didn't see you shaking and too bad. I only got the last 40 seconds of you talking because mom doesn't know how to use her cell phone. Um, Though the following two days after the show, she was picked on by a little boy for having a therapist. And I don't understand how the little boy would even know what a therapist is unless that child's parents had something to say about it. For the most part, the essays were written about family members and friends and Cassidy's was written from the heart. It irks me to know that another child that won something picked on her, not to mention the fact that he obviously lost the meaning of what a helping hand is. I don't blame the kid. I blame the parent for not teaching their child compassion. And hands, she had to write about her helping hands hero, and hands means having self-control, acting cooperatively, navigating safely, demonstrating responsibility, and finally showing respect. Um, This brat obviously had no self-control nor shows respect, and obviously the lesson was lost with him, which leads me to believe that he should not have won an award based on a premise that he cannot demonstrate. I called the school on Friday when Cassidy, because on Friday, because Cassidy had come home upset on Thursday, Um, they talked to her. They found out who the kid was and Cassidy was told that they would talk to him. And she told me today that she knows he got in trouble because he's not talking to her anymore. Uh, Poor kid. She just couldn't have a good thing from the beginning to the end. Somebody had, you know, but that's, I don't want to say that's how kids are, but 
Like, how is a nine-year-old child going to know what a therapist is unless they're seeing a therapist? What did, did she say what he said to her? Like, oh, you must be weird if you have a therapist or, I mean, he said, kind of- he said, ha, 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 you have a therapist. He laughed at her and he was really egging her on and everything. She didn't really go into great detail, but she just did tell me that it made her upset. And I'm like, you know, my kid's got enough problems. She doesn't need any more. You know, is did she actually have to read the essay? I'm saying did, how did she he... had to she had to read the essay. All of the kids that wrote their essays okay. had to read their essays. So that's how he found out. That's how he found out. And I I really think that a nine year old child does not know what a therapist is. I think that that their family member was probably talking about it either at the table or after the awards banquet and was saying something about it. Like, what does that kid have a therapist for? Yeah. She must maybe. be crazy, you know, something yeah. like that. So, but, you know, that was pretty much our week. We, you know, I've got no complaints. You know, they're, they're good kids for the most part. Um, we did go to McDonald's yesterday with our neighbor. Um, my neighbor needed to needed to run an errand and she doesn't have a car. So I offered to give her a ride and I said, but you know, we were going out to McDonald's anyway, so we could do it on the way. So we went to McDonald's with our neighbor and Garrett has a real problem with with little kids. (laughs) Sometimes for the most part, he likes little kids, but when they start making their noises, yeah, Exactly. And she was just, she's, she's three, she's going to be four. And she was just singing. And Garrett's like, would you shut up? And I'm like, Garrett, you need to learn how to calm down. Because you know what, people around you aren't going to do what you tell them to do. Okay, so we teach Joey, or they do in school, you can ask the person Excuse me, you know, do you think you could stop singing? And obviously not everybody's going to oblige you. So then what do you do? Okay, stick your fingers in your ears. Mm-hmm. You know, those are your options. Mm-hmm. Walk away if it's possible or stick your fingers in your ears. But it probably hurts his ears. Their their pitch is off. They're screechy or something. But, it, it you know, it's not that he's nasty. It, it grates on him. He just can't stand to hear it. Exactly. So I can't, you know, I can empathize with that. Yeah, I can too. But that's pretty much what my week was. And Pam, I'd like to thank you for being my co-host again. You oh, rock. You're welcome. No, I'm sorry. I'm not more animated. I just, it's been a rough week. Like I say, Joey, you know, being off the wall and my brother not being well. And, you know, it's like all those, somebody taking the shovel and just saying, here. Have some more. <laughs> I know, right? Put we some still, more on my plate, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, what we'll be talking about next week is a mystery. We haven't come up with something yet, but we'll let you know somehow on Facebook or Twitter or something. But anyway, catch us at autismwarriors.com. Our email, if you'd like to shoot us an email about the show or give us some feedback, our fe- it's feedback at sayitproductions.com. Our Twitter is Say It Prods. Our Facebook is facebook.com backslash autism warriors and facebook.com backslash Say It Productions. Our voicemail is 813 915 6390. 
We can also be found on iTunes. Don't forget to go to iTunes to rate and review our show. Um, if you go to sayitproductions.com and click on the donate link, um, you can see all of the ways in which to um, donate to our show. And it's not just financially. Uh, catch us live at 8 p.m. every Tuesday night. And thank you for listening to the Autism Warriors podcast. We will see you next week. Thank you.